while we need to forcefully and appropriately you know say our, our values and our position I mean, we, we we can definitely engage but when we stoop to where the culture is and denigrate people just because they're different like you were saying tim that's not where we should be but there are boy lord give us grace to distinguish what we're really feeling uncomfortable about and to say what we should say which is like like james says don't curse anybody with your tongue because they were made in the image of god And welcome once again to Calvary Conversations, a ministry of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, your host, uh, Joshua Paxton, director of the Burnham Center for Global Engagement here at Calvary. And uh, I'll have them introduce themselves. But Tim Hange. I'm Tim. I'm the um, head of the English department and also the coordinator for TESOL studies. Mike Dodds. Uh, director of CU Press and also a mentor for the MDiv degree. And Sean LePage. I am the chairman of the Ministry Studies Department here at Calvary. And so Sean's my boss, so I have to do a good job. So, That's right. uh, well, today we are we are revisiting a topic that that we started last week talking about a biblical worldview and components of a biblical worldview. So what is a biblical worldview and what are the really important pieces of that that make a biblical worldview significantly different from the other worldviews that we experience around us? And so last week we began a conversation talking about the image of God. Uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27 tells us that God made man in his own image. And so last week we talked a little bit about what is that? How are we to understand the image? And then we started to touch on some of the practical outworking, the practical implications of what that means for how we live our lives and, and how we treat other people. So why is that significant? Why is it significant to, you know, Christians that from a biblical worldview, we want to talk about being made in the image of God as opposed to an evolutionary perspective or, you know, the perspective of some other worldview out there. So following up on, on that conversation, then taking it a little bit more into the practical realm, we want to take, we want to talk today about really what difference does it make? What difference does it make that that we as as Christians have this component? How does that affect our our values? So, guys, I'm just going to throw this out broadly for whoever wants to take a stab at it. But contrast for me the values of a person who believes biblically that we are made in the image of God and the values of someone who does it. How will they how will they differ? What difference will it make? So let me let me introduce it a little bit. We've talked about this before on our program, but understanding that, you know, your your worldview is kind of the core of of your being and who you are. And then the the next layer in our cultural onion, if you will, would be your values and then your institutions and then your behaviors. And so looking at that second layer of your values what what difference does it make why is it important that you know a person has a biblical worldview regarding the image of god as opposed to somebody who doesn't whoever wants to go i have prof in seminary 
that, uh, and I forget what book it was. I think it was Romans as we're going through Romans. And and he was saying, and I don't remember fully the context, but I remember the statement. He says, the author, Paul, perhaps was saying, you can't live as you used to live because you're not the person you used to be. And that's always sort of stuck to me in a simple one. And, I, and after our other conversation the other day about this, I, I go, I was sitting back and go, do I consciously think about the image of God? No, I, I don't. I should perhaps more. And definitely when I look at other people, I should see that concept. But you're asking, uh, do I actually think about being the image of God? No, but yet, and then that phrase comes up from the prophet. He says, I can't live as I used to live because I'm not the person I used to be, meaning I'm now a new person in Christ and there's a different nature. So you talk about the image of God in a different context. That's all we're learning at church is to be the image of God, meaning righteous and holy and just and all the fruit of the spirit and the uh, you know, the other things we encourage people to be, because that's what re reflects Christ likeness, which is the image of God. So that's what you got me thinking about, Josh. Well, good. Thank you, Mike. You know, Mike, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I think that is very valid. So what I'm about to say, I'm it's, it's an and it's not an or. I do think it's important that we think about ourselves in the image of God growing like him in righteousness. Right. Uh, and yet. And yet, I think we also don't want to miss out on uh, growing into God, sorry, growing into God's image or growing into our our creation as image bearers of God uh, through the way we conduct. I guess I'm thinking, I'm, I'm butchering this, I'm thinking in terms of myself as a teacher and as a learner. Uh, one of the things that drives me to read to study, to learn, not just about theology, but about the world around me, about human nature, about human interaction, about art, about literature, about culture, is I want to be like God. I want to, I want to express as much as I can his wisdom. And to have his wisdom, I need to understand, uh, I need to have understanding of, of the world around me. It's, it's the Proverbs are urging right to get wisdom to seek understanding yes the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom but we also see in proverbs and ecclesiastes and throughout scriptures that just having wisdom uh to read the room to read people to uh we see paul exercises a great deal of wisdom on mars hill right he couldn't have had that conversation without an understanding of greek culture and greek mythology right so be, because it's it's a big challenge, right? But it goes beyond the moral. It 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 goes to how we're building our ourselves, is uh, how we're building our knowledge and our intellect to 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 uh, to reflect him, if that makes sense. Yeah, and and I think um, I mean I I agree that it goes way beyond the moral. And um, and I think that actually when you trace back to the the, uh, the the fathers, if you will, of modern science, I mean, a lot of the reason that they pursued knowledge was because they believed that they were created in the image of God and that and that man was capable of uh, just incredible discovery and 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 wisdom and knowledge and. And uh, but I think it does uh, obviously relate. And I think this is I think this is what your question was, Josh, was was uh, re related to morality 
And I think of, you know, the the apologetic discussion about whether atheists can be moral people. And uh, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, the, the, the answer is that, uh, yes, they can be moral because they were created in the image of God. That's, you know, that's Good. the Christian view is uh, they're. Of course they can. They're 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 created in God's image, so therefore they're they're w- without any basis for it. They're going to do good things. They're going to treat people with kindness. They're going to love. They're going to, um, you know, be generous and so forth. And we see this all over the world. We see people who, who uh, really don't don't have a Christian uh, worldview per se or a biblical worldview. Uh, and yet they're doing incredible things and 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 kind things and you know digging wells for people who don't have clean water and and uh, and and you know shipping in food and giving massive amounts of money to to do good things and and that's because I think because it's it's rooted in them um, yes. a, a certain understanding of what is good and 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 what it means to be good to others, even if they just kind of have a basic, you know, uh, if I was in that situation, I would want somebody to help me. Um, but I think also we're seeing in our time, we're seeing a break, a breakdown of the biblical worldview uh, by, uh, by a lot of uh, different, um, you know, uh, uh, sub subcultures in our, in our world. Uh, for, for example, um, the the over um, kind of the elevation of animals to the same status as, as human beings, mm-hmm. and and people you know there are people arguing that animals should have uh, basically the same rights as human beings, and um, you know I've even uh, had a conversation with someone recently who who um, was you know kind of in that camp and and their basic argument was that you know we can't say abortion is wrong while we're taking eggs away from chickens and uh you know eating here. eating uh chicken eggs Volunteer. and uh, so so you know that's just one one uh story from my personal experience but but I do think we're seeing the breakdown of uh, say the value of human life and 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 various other things associated with the image of God uh, in our time. It's really interesting that you bring that up because there's a logic to that, right? If if your foundational assumption is that um, all life is is equal, right? And I can see how a purely naturalistic view would bring you to that point then that person is actually following a far more logical path yes. than other, say, atheist meat eaters, right? <laughs> well, or even, or even the person who, um, while claiming to have a, and I, don't, I'm, I might get myself in trouble here, but the, the person who, while claiming to have a biblical worldview, and and an acknowledgement that we're made in the image of God might make the statement that abortion is okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's there's a clear logical disconnect between those two statements. And so that's I, I think that's something that I really wanted to to drive at in this question is, you know, just the importance of how our our worldview beliefs 
relate to our values and then our behaviors and right everything else flows of that and so if you begin you know if you begin like sean said with an, an evolutionary perspective that man is simply a higher form of mammal then there really is no difference there if, if that's your starting point then there really is no difference between say abortion and eating a chicken egg or you know having um some veal for example, as uh, and so, but if your starting point includes that, no, human beings, because of this aspect of their nature being made in the image of God, they are different, they are distinct, and that will show up in how we live the rest of our lives. Yeah, yeah and I would, I would just add, piggyback on that, Josh, and just say that not every atheist or agnostic would say that it's, sure. it, you know, uh, it's just as bad to, uh, sure. you know, kill a, a, a calf as it is to kill a, a human baby. But uh, the, we don't want to pigeonhole people here. Right, right. But the real point is you really don't have any basis for saying otherwise. You know, either yeah. it's either it's all OK uh, because we're all just animals uh, or or it's all wrong, and it's wrong to kill uh, a, a baby calf, which I believe is where you get veal. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm not totally sure about that. But uh, anyway, you know, it's it's either all wrong or, or, or it's, it, it's, you know, it's it's never wrong. You know, it's, it's all OK um, uh, because you don't have you, ha you don't have any kind of standard other than your own opinions. And, and so the Christian is coming at this from the perspective that our creator has spoken and has told us that we are created in his image and, you know, uh, has, has even uh, declared to us that, um, that to, to kill uh, an innocent human being is murder. And uh, at the same time, uh, you know, through the law and 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 even in the New Testament, declaring all foods clean and and therefore um, it, it's an acceptable practice to to uh, kill animals and eat them, um, while it's not an acceptable practice to to kill human beings. Why? Because our Creator has told us that we are created in His image. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Absolutely. So let Actually, me. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you know, real quick, Tim. Before I oh. change gears. Okay. Yes. And and one of the things that being created in his image actually does for us, uh, this was something that Nietzsche had explored in the genealogy of morals, which I read in my early 20s. And one of the big impressions I got was Nietzsche's struggle to um, attempt to demonstrate that there was no value difference between things, right? As a nihilist, he was trying to embrace this, right? And yet, he describes the overman as the person who, uh, you know, accepts that there is no value. There are no value differences. Right. We we inherently understand that there are value differences. There is a big difference between uh, killing a calf and eating it and throwing a, a baby out of a window. Right. I mean, it's crass as that may be uh, as a father. It's hard to say. But like there's a there's a big difference between that. Um, but even he described the overman, the person who accepts this as noble. As and I thought, wow, nobility is a value, Nietzsche. Like you can't even get away from it. And 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 if yeah. the the value problem, I think, is, for those who don't believe in the image of God, 
I, I always try to get at, 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 this, at this question. Um, how then can you make value distinctions between one thing and another? How can you mm -hmm. say something is good, something is not good? Because without the image of God in us, I, I actually, I, I don't believe it's possible to do that. And I think people who don't believe in God all the time exhibit the image of God by making those sorts of value distinctions. So, yes, exactly. Even if they don't recognize it, it's still an inherent quality within them, like, like Sean was mentioning a minute ago. So, yeah. um, so. Uh, moving on, continuing, you know, we we want to make this we want to make this practical. But so I have this question and we for our listeners, we were chatting about this a little bit before and we'll probably have a whole nother separate program on this issue. But um, so how does the image of God affect how we treat other people? And so I I have an example, and I'm hesitant to use this example now because of where our conversation was going before. But my my example is the perception. I'll say it that way: the perception that Christians are poor tippers on on Sundays. And so having having worked as a server, having been in that environment, dialogued with other servers, and then uh, Tim pulled up a, a an article that was written. There's actually a research study that was done on this, and the results are kind of inconclusive. But there is at least a perception out there that that Christians are poor tippers. And so just as an example, it's only an example. But how does that example demonstrate something about the way we treat other people as individuals who are made in the image of God? So John, I'll, I'll start I'll with you. The, oh, go, Tim, go ahead, Tim, Mike. Pipe in. <laughs> Nobody wants to wade into the Nobody wants to weigh in on conversation it. we had before. <laughs> so you know, one of the things we, we, we looked at, we actually looked at this article, and it, it shows that Christians actually, are, are, as a whole, seem to tip, according to research, at about 17%, right? No, no, no I, I get it, but I, I, think it's, I, think, I think what we have to balance there sometimes is that Christians sometimes have, uh, and maybe I'm getting lost in the illustration, but sometimes there's a competing view here of, uh, like, stewardship. Um, I have seen Christians not be generous as as generous as they could be because they thought, well, but stewardship is also a value. We have to, you know, we have to think about right and and um, to sort of give without thinking is, uh, you know, because somebody is made in the image of God and because uh, this person needs to be provided for and because they're doing a good job and also to be a good witness. I mean, this is this is a uh, th these are values. So I, uh, you know, we we had arguments as to whether or not this was really true. Uh, uh, but I would say that being generous to people is definitely affirming the value of, of, of humanity. And yes, I, I think that uh, somebody with a good view of the image of God should consider that when in a tipping situation. And so the, if I can dial us back to really focus on the question, um, how the perception, all right, the, the perception there, how, how do we as believers consider the image of God and how we treat other people? Because there is a perception, real or not, real or not, there is a perception that, that Christians don't always treat other people well. 
I I think um, you know uh, in our current um, political debates and current kind of cultural conversation about politics it, it, this is this is a great example in my mind of how um, the image of God should come into the conversation so the 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 deal is you know it's easy when you have a waitress who who does a great job and she's obviously working hard and it's it's in my mind it's easy to just jack up the tip and and, and be nice when it's where it's not easy is when you have people who have um, really uh, different um, views about, I think, important things. I think politics are often hits on very important issues. And so when people have very different views, even views that, um, you know, in, in the debate are typically labeled insane or or whatever, just really uh, uh, extreme language like that. When people have very different views and and views that maybe we perceive as destructive and 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 very dangerous, such as you know abortion or even some some views bordering on infanticide, that's where it's very difficult to treat this other person as an image bearer. But I think that's where we really have to come to terms with this truth. Uh, even this person who is in favor of this 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 thing that we perceive as horrible uh, is an image bearer. And so I think that's where it really comes down to the rubber meeting the road is when someone is 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 just um, you know a, a very uh, wrong in our view or even um, very dangerous in our view. Uh, it's it's very difficult to treat them um, uh, as an image bearer, but I think that's that's where we can really uh, impact people is by still treating them and not not calling them names, not not reducing them, you know, to uh, to uh, pawn scum or whatever you know uh, language comes out of our mouths. I think I think uh, the way in which we engage with people in these kinds of debates about really important subjects, you know, not saying that they're never wrong, um, but but not uh, choosing to uh, stoop to the level uh, of, of a, a lot of people on both the right and the left of calling each other names and reducing the value of those people just because they are confused or deceived. You want another very practical example? Um, you know, you're bringing up uh, examples of somebody that you know you deeply disagree with. Um, but I will also bring up the example of the immigrant in our community, um, because very good. Um, you know, it's, it's very it's very important that we not throw out true biblical justice with the leftist bathwater, right? <laughs> that, that that is still a that's still a very important thing, right? And, and to treat somebody in your community as made in the image of God. And unfortunately, I've had brothers in Christ who have, um, you know, it, it, you know, I, I hear very negative things about especially Hispanic people in the community. There is there is an automatic assumption that everyone's an illegal and, and 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 I'm hearing these things coming out of the mouth. And I'm thinking, 
do you do you not view this individual as made in God's image? <laughs> like this is a human being with with a massive amounts of potential, a soul that God dearly loves. And and do we do we really treat the other uh, in our community uh, as made in the image of God, like exactly as we are? And I guess to this, I'll throw out one of my favorite verses on on this you know topic, which is found in. Uh, Leviticus, yeah, and it's uh, 1934, I believe. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it up on my screen, apparently. But you shall love this one that uh, if you have a stranger living am among you, do not oppress him. You should love him as yourself because you were once strangers in Egypt. And I would say a great modern day thing would be to say because you were strangers and aliens in this world. You Christians of all people should know what it is like to be the outsider. <laughs> uh, how could you not? Uh, you know, bring in an outsider and love this person as yourself. Uh, so, um, yeah, maybe that's for another topic for another Calvary conversation. But it's it's a key one. I think we wrestle with in our culture in implementing Absolutely. the image of God. It's probably someone else's turn to talk, but I'm I want to follow up on that because <laughs> because I do think there's a there's a problem that has has really surfaced, especially over the the past uh, several decades, at least. As long as I've been paying attention <laughs> to to culture and whatever, uh, and that is tribalism, you know, mm -hmm. to to see people as a part of their tribe rather than as individuals, you know. And so, you know, tribes would be, you know, Republican or Democrat, liberal or or, or conservative, or or as you say, you know, uh, immigrant versus uh, native or or uh, whatever. And and we tend to we tend to. Uh, you know, kind of categorize or pigeonhole people into those tribes. And I think that's really dangerous. And, and we tend to to uh, devalue people, especially individuals, when we do that. So I, I, I'm just, in, 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 you know, just uh, agreeing with you, Tim. Yeah, and Sean, to piggyback like off your to, comment uh, to what I we're like doing. I like to frame that conversation, Sean, in are you a Christian first or are you a Democrat or Republican first? Right. Makes a difference, right? right? Right. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking of. Uh, what we're currently dealing with a political uh, division, and and how you know just recently our uh, I mean, you know, our president and the label he gave uh, people uh, were and and we as Christians should not get caught up into the labeling, and that's what you're saying, Sean and Tim and and Josh. Uh, while we need to forcefully and appropriately you know say our, our values and our position I mean, we, we we can definitely engage but when we stoop to where the culture is and denigrate people just because they're different like you were saying tim that's not where we should be but there are boy lord give us grace to distinguish what we're really feeling uncomfortable about and to say what we should say which is like like james says don't curse anybody with your tongue because they were made in the image of God. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Mike. And and we will end it on that note. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Calvary Conversations, and we want to keep the conversation going. We, we want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts uh, on any of the topics that we discuss or even, hey, maybe I can put a different spin on it, something like that. So feel free to get a hold of any one of us and, and let us know. But in the meantime, thank you for joining us and God bless. 
Thank you for joining us for this edition of Calvary Conversations, a service of Calvary University in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to participate in the conversation by contacting us through the Calvary University website, calvary.edu, or by calling us at 816-322-0110. Join us again next week for another Calvary Conversation.